Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, two gay men were shot in Miami, and they believe it happened because they were kissing goodnight. A new study shows men in same-sex marriages have less stress than their straight peers. Conservative radio host Rush Limbaugh went after Pete Buttigieg's marriage, but Pete didn't flinch. And new music from Bridesmen. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. Two gay men were shot this week in a drive-by attack in Miami, leaving one in critical condition, and they believe it happened because they were kissing goodnight. And a lesbian nearby was also injured. One of the men, Clive Corey, told Miami TV station WPLG that he and a friend were in a car about 7.30 p.m. Tuesday when they were surrounded by men on all-terrain vehicles who shot at them. He told the news station, when I tried to speed off to come around this corner, they kept trying to shoot, shoot, shoot. Some of the guys probably saw us kissing in the car. The other man's name has not been released, but he was shot in the head and taken to Jackson South Trauma Center in critical condition, according to Miami-Dade police. A bullet grazed Corey's head and another grazed Shakina Jefferson's head as she was trying to get into a car with her wife nearby. Corey and Jefferson were both treated at a local hospital, and both are now home. The police department is still looking for the shooters and is investigating the attack as a hate crime. Lillian Brown, Corey's godmother, told WPLG she suspects it was, saying, quote, Everyone that got hurt is gay. Hot off the heels of his historic win in Iowa and a strong second-place showing in New Hampshire, Mayor Pete Buttigieg continues on the campaign trail, but right-wing nutbags continue to lose their minds over his candidacy. So-called Christian author Bert Farias penned a lengthy homophobic essay for Charisma News and his own website, slamming Buttigieg and obsessing over his sexuality. Referring to Mayor Pete as Petunia, cute, And, calling him a trophy of hell, Farias accused Buttigieg of trying to indoctrinate the public with homosexuality. He wrote, We now have a male presidential candidate who has a husband whom he publicly introduces and even kisses without shame, while millions of Americans applaud and approve. And perhaps worse yet is that the shock effect has been so reduced that the rest of us are numb and desensitized to this most shameful and abominable behavior. Farias goes on to say that Buttigieg and others of his kind will do everything in his power to normalize homosexual relationships even more in the eyes of America. On his own site, Farias strangely posted pictures of half-naked men alongside another essay where he wrote, quote, I can't seem to get the image of the Democratic presidential candidate Pete Petunia Buttigieg introducing and kissing his husband Chastin, talk about a name for an alien entity appearing as an angel of light, out of my mind. Now, 
folks, I think it's pretty easy to form an opinion as to why Farius can't stop thinking about Mayor Pete and Chaston, or stop posting a collection of shirtless men's photos. It's worth noting that the title of his website is, get ready for it, The Flaming Herald. Also, conservative talk radio host Rush Limbaugh asked listeners if they could see Donald Trump having homophobic fun with Judge kissing his husband on a debate stage. He also wondered aloud how parents could explain Judge kissing his husband to their children. Judge was asked about the comments by Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday. Said Judge, I'm in a faithful, loving, committed marriage. I'm proud of my marriage. I'm proud of my husband. I'm not going to be lectured on family values from the likes of Rush Limbaugh or anyone who supports Donald J. Trump as the moral as well as political leader of the United States. America has moved on, and we should have politics of belonging that welcomes everybody. That's what the American people are for. I'm saddened for what the GOP has become if they embrace that kind of homophobic rhetoric. Hashtag boom. According to a new report released by the Trevor Project recently, new findings from the Suicide Prevention Organization's own research, as well as recently released data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, show once again that LGBTQ youth are more likely to attempt suicide than their peers. Though previous research had already shown considerably higher rates of suicidality among LGBTQ young people, the latest data from the CDC's Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System revealed that queer youth are more than four times likely to attempt suicide compared to straight peers. This is a significant jump from the often cited statistics stating that suicide attempts are three times as likely among queer youth. Additionally, the Trevor Project's 2019 National Survey on LGBTQ Youth Mental Health found that 39% of LGBTQ youth ages 13 to 24 reported seriously considering suicide in the previous 12 months. Amy Green, director of research at the Trevor Project, noted, however, that, quote, young LGBTQ people are not prone to suicide because of their sexual orientation or gender identity, they are at a higher risk of suicidality because of increased experiences of internalized stigma, discrimination, and rejection from others. Green underscores that no one factor causes an individual to attempt suicide, but the cumulative effect of stress factors can be detrimental to one's mental wellness and increase the risk for suicidal ideation. While that is definitely a grim assessment, Green says the support of just one non-LGBTQ person can make a big difference. She advises LGBTQ allies to talk about your support often and openly. Quote, The more people hear about your support, the more they will be less fearful. Speaking openly also models for others how we can show support. If you think a person is going through trouble, ask questions like, How are you doing? And then, listen. I'll add this one important factoid. Studies show that just one accepting adult can reduce the risk of a suicide attempt among LGBTQ young people by 40%. Note, if you or someone you know is feeling suicidal, 
please reach out to The Trevor Project's trained counselors 24-7 at thetrevorproject.org or calling 866-488-7386. Lieutenant Keith Wildhaber of the St. Louis County Police Department, who was awarded a $20 million judgment in a sexual orientation discrimination lawsuit last October, has agreed to a $10.25 million settlement. It's believed the county planned on appealing the ruling, and so Wildhaber came to this agreement to avoid a protracted appeals process. You may recall, Wildhaber, who is openly gay, sued St. Louis County after being passed over for promotion 23 times. Wildhaber said he was being discriminated against due to his sexual orientation. In the lawsuit, Wildhaber alleged a member of the St. Louis County Board of Police Commissioners told him that if he wanted to get promoted, quote, you should tone down your gayness. ABC News reports that prior to going to trial last year, Wildhaber and his lawyers offered to settle the case for $850,000 plus an immediate promotion of Wildhaber to lieutenant. Steve Stinger, who was the St. Louis County executive at the time, ignored the offer. Following the October jury verdict in Wildhaber's case, St. Louis County Police Chief John Belmar promoted Wildhaber from sergeant to lieutenant. Belmar also created the police department's diversity and inclusion unit and put Wildhaber in charge of it. Just hours before this settlement was made public, however, Belmar announced he will retire in April. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page said the retirement had nothing to do with the settlement. Sure, Jan. A recent study published by the Journal of Marriage and Family titled Marital Strain and Psychological Distress in Same-Sex and Different-Sex Couples showed that men in a same-sex marriage have less psychological distress than their straight peers. Women in different-sex marriages reported the highest level of stress, noted the authors. Meanwhile, men in different-sex marriages and women in same-sex marriages fell in the middle. The results were drawn from 756 midlife U.S. men and women in 378 gay, lesbian, and heterosexual marriages. Participants were asked to keep daily diary entries on stress related to their marriage and partner. The authors of the study suggest the disparity in satisfaction could have something to do with traditional gender roles. In a same-sex couple, chores that normally would be expected to be carried out by one gender or the other are negotiated. In essence, same-sex couples make up their own gender roles as they go and are more likely to discuss and divide duties according to personal preference rather than gender models. Plus, men in a same-sex marriage are more likely to openly discuss their sexuality and possible non-monogamy and create rules around sexual encounters outside of the relationship. The study also found children in same-sex marriages do well, and there's a reason for that. Couples in same-sex marriages tend to spend more time with their children, in part because they have a far lower percentage of children who are unintended or unwanted. Since same-sex couples have to go through adoption or surrogacy in order to have children, it's pretty clear those children are wanted. There are no accidental adoptions. Contrast that 
with a 2011 study that showed 45% of pregnancies in the United States were unintended and 18% were unwanted. Stephanie Kuntz, the author of Marriage, A History, reported on the study in her New York Times column and wondered aloud that, quote, many different sex couples would have happier and more satisfying marriages if they took a few lessons from their same-sex counterparts. Out actor and singer Kenton Chen released his new upbeat music video, The Times, this week. Chen, who you may know from NBC's Perfect Harmony and previous appearances on The Sing-Off, says the video's message is meant to be universal. In the video, Chen is clad in all white and is surrounded by dancers wearing painted masked outfits. After an interpretive dance battle choreographed by Baden Silva, he slowly removes the masks of the dancers. Chen told Billboard magazine, What I'm trying to say is we go through life with all these masks. So you see me going through life, and it feels like I'm dancing by myself, and I'm alone in all this. And there's these faceless entities and spirits that I'm constantly battling in my head. And it isn't until I open my eyes to see that we're all in this together. We can take off our masks and stop trying to be so strong all the time. And to express anger or frustration or sadness is a good thing. It's actually very important to do that and to support each other in expressing that. The strong, resolute pop beat and Chen's effortless vocals are a winning combination on the track. Chen is releasing music under the moniker Bridesmen because he releases a lot of music with other projects like Postmodern Jukebox and Scary Pockets, and he didn't want his solo music to get lost in the mix. The Times by Bridesmen is now available on all digital download sites. I like. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. I'm going to close out this episode with Bridesmen's new single, The Times. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. I woke up this morning, barely able to breathe. Felt like I was drowning in a sea of mud. Just above the surface, all the heads keep talking. While everything we love is crushed into dust. I don't want to be
Keep holding on to hope that in time we'll resurrect me. 